Hey there, I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, and you are listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast, where we try to bring you actionable information and normalize cannabis through the stories of gondrepreneurs, activists, and industry stakeholders. Today, I'm joined by Hazel Fruitman. She is the CEO of Cannabis Wallet. How are you doing today, Hazel? I'm well. Thanks for having me here, Tim. Super stoked to have you. A uh, lot, lot, lot to talk about. Um, you know, especially about the the cannabis wallet and, and and what you guys do over there. But before we get into that, I I, I want to hear about you. Uh, what's your background and how did you end up in the cannabis space? Oh, we're going to get right into it, are we, Tim? Right no into it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've been marketing tech for many years. Uh, you know, way before Facebook was around, before Twitter, and um, it, you know, it's important to stay on top of the trends. Uh, you know, it goes from social media to having a more of a mobile presence these days when it comes to technology. And that's where our mobile platform comes in. Uh, we have much success uh, in our other verticals in their marketplaces. And I found that uh, we could have the same success in the cannabis space. Uh, we started using this uh, for advocates to rally support, remind friendlies of local events in the area for these advocates and it just seemed like a natural fit for us. And uh, they used our mobile platform as an educational tool around that. So uh, we found advocates had very little success in getting their uh, name, getting the, their promotion, whatever they were doing out there. So we really did feel a need with that. So, so why don't you tell us what uh, Cannabis Wallet offers, uh, the product, the services, just give us an, an overview. Sure. So what Cannabis Wallet is, it's a mobile wallet pass that sits inside an iPhone's Apple wallet, or if you have an Android phone, it sits inside a third-party app inside Android, and it, uh, it, it engages and communicates messages to a mobile device. And that's important for businesses of all kinds, especially in the cannabis space where there does not seem to be a lot of ways that you can promote yourself openly. So this uh, mobile wallet pass has a front and a back to it. The front will have a company name, your company logo, and a tagline. The back of the pass has many features. This is where the magic happens, as I like to say. There are uh, social media links, share features all in one tap. If you have a podcast like this one, you can have a listen link go right to your latest episode. It's also true for any YouTube or Facebook Live uh, that you're doing, as well as any call to action links that you might have, uh, any email or phone numbers, which is great if you're a dispensary. Uh, and uh, as well, it has a navigation in one tap. So if you're a dispensary and you're located at 123 Main Street, it, with one tap, you can go right into Google Maps and navi right there to the dispensary. So, so you really, you're covering, I mean, every possible platform. You mentioned Twitter, Facebook, Google Maps, all in, you know, that, that little tidbit. Absolutely. That's that's technology. That's how you market technology. So is, is there any other emerging technologies that, that you're thinking about looking towards to integrate into the system? 
Uh, well, really anything, just like an app can be integrated into it as well. Again, it's it sits inside of Apple Wallet. So whatever Apple technologies are out there that work within your iPhone will work with this pass. And when when you were developing this, um, because you do have cannabis in your name, did, did you get any uh, pushback from the various, uh, you know, the Apple, the, the Play Store or whatever, the Apple marketplaces, I, I use Android. Did you have any pushback or issues getting that listed? Uh, well, again, it's not, it's not an app, a standalone app. It's part of Apple Wallet, which is a native app that's already sitting in everyone's iPhone. As soon as you get it out of the box, Apple Wallet's in that iPhone. So these are just passes that are sitting inside. Um, there hasn't been any, any, any pushback at all from Apple about this. It's a, we use this as a marketing tool, a message tool, and that's what this platform provides. So traditional marketing issues, this is something that's very prevalent in the space, um, you know, and it's requiring businesses to think outside the box in terms of, of marketing and advertising. Um, so how can you explain, I mean, you've explained what it does, but how does the cannabis wallet help fill that void of traditional marketing sort of being blacked out to cannabis businesses? Yeah, for sure. You know, I was just talking to a friend the other day about this because he's also worked in the digital space, marketing space for years. He does a lot of uh, ad buys and um, paid search, and he's also finding it difficult to promote his CBD product just right there on Facebook, for example. And really, this is like building your email list. Uh, you would build this list, you build this pass, uh, you add the pass from mobile user to mobile user. It uh, is a great way to have your targeted audience. So these people that want to hear from you. If you're a dispensary, you want your patients to have this pass because now you have a way of marketing right to them. So you're bypassing everything else. That's the emerging way right now for cannabis industries is this targeting targeted advertising um, because a lot of state laws are requiring that you know you have to be 21 or older to even view ads on, on a web page. Um, so so is that you know when when you were developing this. Were, were these laws something that you were taking into consideration or were you sort of preparing in advance, uh, kind of seeing into the future that this might be the case? As I mentioned, we are right on the marketing trends. We know what's going on. And I have educated myself in all the ways that we can advertise in each state. In fact, there's a couple of states where this mobile wallet pass cannot really be used because they just do not allow mobile devices to be used for advertising. So we avoid those states. Uh, the other states, uh, you know, if you can, you can promote within your four walls of your dispensary, let's say. And we can, you can use the latest technology, um, a proximity marketing strategy to use with an iBeacon that, that will ping you right as soon as you're in a dispensary, let you know of your next promotion or any um, demos that's in you know, an edible company may be doing that day inside the dispensary. Um, also, if you're an adult, you have a phone, you are responsible enough to lock your phone. Your children should not be seeing your phone. My my kids don't know my, they can't unlock my phone. So they're not going to see it. 
So there's almost built-in security with this. Yeah. Yeah. If you're responsible enough, of course. <laughs> so yeah. so you, you offer the, the service to, you know, you had said advocates at mm-hmm. first. Um, when, when did it become, how quickly did it become apparent to you that it would be useful for more than advocates? Well, uh, we also promote this on, on uh, different verticals as well. And we've seen how it works. And it just seemed like a natural fit. It's a real great fit for events, local events, especially that dispensaries have. Uh, they can put on, on a, you know, whether like I was at 420 Vancouver, we had three boots uh, running our passes, uh, let, telling them where, you know, we're at booth 150, just follow us and you'll get pinged when you're at your booth. So they get more foot traffic that way. That can also be applied to when we were at NCIA uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, the same kind of thing can happen there. So are you able to, or are, are the people, the, the businesses, the advocates that sign up um, with the platform, are they able to track the engagement? Yes, you're, you're able to track the engagement by, um, well, first of all, you can do a number of installs. You know how many people have installed. This pass gets saved in your phone nine out of ten times. People are not uninstalling this pass. And this pass, once you have a promotion on there, it can be changed right to a next promotion quite easily just by filling out a form. So it's very fluid in the way it can jump from one campaign to the next. So let's say at NICA, uh, we you could use this. Uh, they had a promotion on their flat screens of a $99 special for their next event. I'm not sure how many attendees really signed up for that. I'm sure the conversion was pretty low. Now, if they had used an event ticket, a mobile event ticket that we offer, uh, the sign-up conversion would have been higher because there would there is a call to action link with a link right. You tap right on it, and that would have the attendees sign up on the spot. So this is it's a very user-friendly app for businesses and consumers. Absolutely it is. There's nothing else out there. This really is a game changer, and I'm so happy that I can bring this to the cannabis space. You've been talking a, a bit about the, the NICA uh, Cannabis Business Summit. I want to talk to you about your experience there, um, but before we do that, we've got to take a short break. This is the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I'm T.G. Brandfall. This episode of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast is made possible by Name.com, a global provider of domain name, web hosting, and email services. Every successful cannabis business needs an online presence, and every successful online presence begins with a domain. From your website to your email address, a good domain is easy for your customers to remember, it looks nice on a business card or billboard, and it reflects the true identity of the project it represents. It's important to reserve your domain early on when you are starting your business, as you may find that the .com address for your preferred brand or concept has already been taken. If somebody has already purchased the ideal .com for your business, they might be willing to sell it. But if they aren't, you may have to get creative with one of the new alternate domain extensions, such as .co, .club, .shop, or even .farm. 
Reserve your domain name today at name.com slash gonjapreneur. If you are a domain name investor or venture capital firm interested in acquiring or advertising premium cannabis domains, go to the Gondrepreneur domain market to browse a wide variety of names, including strains.com, cannabismedia.com, mj.com, and countless others. Discover branding opportunities for your next startup and learn about listing your premium domain names for sale at gondrepreneur.com slash domains, sponsored by name.com. Hey, welcome back to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfold, here with Hazel Fruitman, CEO of Cannabis Wallet. Uh, before the break, we, we, you had mentioned NICA, the Cannabis Business Summit, and I, w- I want to talk to you a bit about that. I, I haven't had the pleasure of uh, going to one of those, but I've, I've, I've heard from a lot of guests on the show and, and a lot of the entrepreneurs that I talk to um, about the importance of this in their opinion. Um why do you think, as a business owner and for the industry in general, that that this event is is so important to the industry? Why this event is important to this industry? The the NICA Cannabis yeah. Business Summit. Well, there's uh there were some great keynotes. There was a speaker there. Uh, the keynote was Vincent Fox. Uh, he was the Mexican president. And he had a lot to say, maybe not all clear because, you know, it was with a very thick accent, but he had a lot to say of how to bring this out of the black market. And uh, that's the kind of quality you want from, from an event. Some of these events are not quite like that. And we're just maturing as an industry. So it was great that he was the keynote for that, for NCIA. Um what what are your what what were your takeaways from from your experience there? You know, how was the interaction with uh, the people who the attendees, but also the vendors? Oh well, every everyone was great. Everyone was they want to tell you about their product. They want to talk about it with you. They're very excited about bringing this to the forefront. They never thought that it would happen so quickly that it's happened, even though it's been. You know, 70s and 80s advocates have been, you know, saying the promote the great stuff about cannabis. Now we're actually seeing it and in, in from a marketplace. So this show was actually very big on um, dirt and packaging. People were joking around that was a, that it was a dirt and packaging show. Mm-hmm. They had soil from uh, from Humboldt, <laughs> which was great that they were selling. Uh, you know, there's lots of lighter uh, lighting. Uh, boots there, you know, for humidifiers for your, for your flower, a lot of CBD products from edibles to health products. So it was, there was a lot going on and it's actually funny. There's a, um, we're, we're getting coffee. We're waiting in line and coffee to get coffee. And the people in front of us, they were saying, where's the app for this? I don't know what's going on next. I lost the show guide. And we started laughing. I was with my business partner, Kim. We started laughing because we're like, yes, we we do know that that there was a lack of communication throughout the show. Attendees did not necessarily know where to go next. And a mobile wallet pass can actually solve that. Explain how how it would solve that issue, because, I mean, to me, I I go to a lot of, uh, you know, I go to a lot of shows. And, you know, for example, I went to Riot Fest uh, in Chicago last year and, you know, there was an app that 
told you when when the next band was going on, what stage, and that was really helpful in a, in a huge event, which obviously is is different than a than a than a business summit. But so so how would would uh, the cannabis wallet uh, fix that that problem? Sure. So an app costs money. An app has to be created, developed, figured out what you're going to put on the app. And a lot of these cannabis businesses coming up, even these event business, these events for cannabis, they don't, they don't have the bankroll for that. It, it co- it's costly. And that is just the start. There's app discovery. It's going within the, the policies of what Apple will put in their store, in the app store. And you might not cut it and you don't know it's, it takes a lot of time and energy and frankly you're not in the app business so mobile wallet pass does solve this issue because once the pass is put in your apple wallet you don't have to see it again and now event producers can use it to lure sponsorships it's a value add for them uh so if you're uh i don't know a cannabis dispensary and you want to be really well known at ncia you could have had a lock, a lock screen mobile update, letting them know where you're going to be, letting them know uh, what you uh, what you're promoting. Like come out to the uh, you know come out to the party the after party that night. Um, also, if at the event as an event producer, you can use it to uh, if there's any speakers that uh, have to change rooms for one reason or another. Let's say from room A has a panel of speakers, but room A is being closed off for one reason. You can tell them by to go to room B instead. Instead, that will also be seen right on the lock screen of any mobile device. So the next, exactly like you said, when you went to go see your your bands, you can have the the, the band show up. You can have the uh, speakers show up or the next panel that's coming on. Uh, whatever the track is, these these passes can also be. Uh, can you have more than one? So you can have one for track A uh, panel. Have one for track B. No, no matter what your attendees want to see, and they can be updated. And you you had mentioned earlier that that the the app the 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 cannabis wallet can. I keep calling it an app. I apologize. Um, can uh, stream Facebook Live. So. Would this theoretically be able to, you know, allow people who um, weren't able to attend the show or are too far away or, you know, in other countries, you know, because the cannabis business in, you know, in Canada is enormous. Um, w- would it allow them to get a glimpse into these events? Right. So the um, URL for the Facebook Live is a, it's a URL, it's a link. That will be put on the back of a pass. Now, with one tap, you could click that on, whether you're at the event or not, and it will take you right to Facebook Live. I mean, there's, there's a lot of integration here, you know, and, 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 you know, to have all that in one place, you know, even for a, a guy who's admittedly very low tech, I mean, this seems like something that you would want to have, not just for, you know, something like a summit, but, you know, as you're, as you're shopping, as you're, you know, wandering around, you know, any, any city with, with recreational or uh, medical dispensary. 
Absolutely. It works. It works for in the edible space. It works for delivery services as well that work in conjunction with dispensaries can let them know what products are available or where they're going to be in the area. Even even delivery services. I mean, you've you've really covered, you know, basically every facet. What's what states um, the, the states that you've rolled this out? Um, which ones are, are which which cities are kind of the most popular using this the most right now? Oh, so we're finding in uh, in California, in uh, Washington, in Oregon, and I'm actually up in BC, Canada, and dispensaries are using it up there. So we opened up an office there, and it's been working really great for us. That's that's incredible. So you you you've opened up a, a you've you've rolled this out in Canada. So you you've gone international with this already. Oh, absolutely. I'm Canadian. I was living down in California and um, I decided that it's best for a business to move up here and, and get this done. So, so I, I want to talk to you a bit more about uh, Canada and, and uh, your advice for, for entrepreneurs. But before we get into that, we'll take our last break. This is Entrepreneur.com podcast. I'm TJ Bradfall. At Gontrepreneur, we have heard from dozens of cannabis business owners who have encountered the issue of canna bias, which is when a mainstream business, whether a landlord, bank, or some other provider of vital business services, refuses to do business with them simply because of their association with cannabis. We have even heard stories of businesses being unable to provide health and life insurance for their employees because the insurance providers were too afraid to work with them. We believe that this fear is totally unreasonable and that cannabis business owners deserve access to the same services and resources that other businesses are afforded, that they should be able to hire consultation to help them follow the letter of the law in their business endeavors, and that they should be able to provide employee benefits without needing to compromise on the quality of coverage they can offer. This is why we created the Gondrepreneur.com Business Service Directory, a resource for cannabis professionals to find and connect with service providers who are cannabis-friendly and who are actively seeking cannabis industry clients. If you are considering hiring a business consultant, lawyer, accountant, web designer, or any other ancillary service for your business, go to Gondrepreneur.com businesses to browse hundreds of agencies, firms, and organizations who support cannabis legalization and who want to help you grow your business. With so many options to choose from in each service category, you will be able to browse company profiles and do research on multiple companies in advance so you can find the provider who is the best fit for your particular need. Our business service directory is intended to be a useful and well-maintained resource, which is why we individually vet each listing that is submitted. If you are a business service provider who wants to work with cannabis clients, you may be a good fit for our service directory. Go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to create your profile and start connecting with cannabis entrepreneurs today. Welcome back to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, here with Hazel Fruitman, CEO of Cannabis Wallet. So um, tell, tell me about what's going on in Canada. We, we know that the you know, broad federal recreational adult use, what have you, is currently being debated. Um, 
you know, this was a big campaign promise of uh, the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Um, what are you seeing up there in Canada? What, what are you anticipating in terms of regulations? Just kind of give us the the dirty the dirt on you know on what's going on in Canada. Yeah, I, I could. We'll be here a while, but yeah, I'll, I'll start off. Um, um, now we are going recreational in Canada uh, starting July first of next year. And there's not a lot that uh, government has come out with. They did come out with a report several months ago on uh, what we should expect. And that should be harsh penalties for those who are under the influence and are driving. Uh, For youths, um, they don't know if it's going to be 19 or under or 21 or under yet. They're still deciding that. Um, and what would happen if adults were to provide cannabis to youths, you will go to jail. Um, things like that. Um, no advertising, uh, plain packaging. Uh, you can advertise within the walls of the dispensary, but that's about it. They don't, they're don't want to be like the way the alcohol industry went where they're advertising towards children. They want to avoid that from the get go. Um, they're also talking about, uh, growing in, your own domicile. So you can grow four plants a meter high. Now that's also some cause for concern because they're not talking about being a meter high, but how wide you don't know how wide that could be. Also another point with that is landlords do not necessarily want people growing in their, in their homes. So there's that as well. Um, what else? This is all from the top of my head. I'm just trying to think. Is it going to be similar to the medical setup in terms of mail order? You know, or is it going to be that stringently regulated? I believe it will be. Right now, you, uh, you can't do mail order. Technically, you can get caught and it is a federal crime. I what I do know is that it does happen. <laughs> there is mail order. Um, lots of online dispensaries are coming, popping up through that. It's also very different from province to province. Um, I'm actually from Ontario. I'm in Ontario right now, but I'm living out in BC at the moment. And in BC, they have dispensaries that are open within the city of Vancouver um, that are actually running and operating uh, but if you try to do that in Toronto or in the Toronto area, you're going to get shut down pretty quick. So there's a different mentality here. Um, there's also, it's, we also have these licensed producers. There's 36, 38 licensed producers in Canada, and they're allowed to grow medical marijuana. And uh, now we're seeing these being run by former MPPs, people in government who might have the ear of Trudeau. But then there's these cannabis advocates like uh, Mark Avery, who runs a cannabis culture and uh, they're getting arrested for having dispensaries open. And these are advocates from that have been here for 30, 40 years now that want to see cannabis legalized in in a way that could be for everyone and they're the ones getting arrested still. So there's this duplicity right now in with the government. 
Are Canadian citizens on the whole, are they supportive of legalization or is it sort of like it is in the U.S. where you have, you know, a contingent of citizens who really do, you know, they don't even want medical and then you have what is the majority, according to several polls, that, that want full rec? Is there that, that still kind of disconnect in among Canadian citizens? It does happen. There is a disconnect, but I think we're a little bit more relaxed about it. Uh, people are finding that's the way to go. Like, like when they have their, their pharmaceutical medicines aren't working. I know with this doctor in uh, Victoria, and they, he's seeing these elderly people who have come to them because they, they're like, I don't want to use these pharmaceuticals anymore. I need something for the pain, but I don't like the way it makes me feel. And they're using these CBD products and they love it and they're not going back to any pharmaceuticals. So there is starting to be a change. Yes. And, and you had mentioned earlier that the, the government plan, you know, as uh, one of the proposals allows, you know, no advertising. So is it going to, is the whole advertising sector of, of the industry going to rely, uh, in your opinion, on technology and, and uh, in, you know, uh, direct marketing? I believe so. That is the way that it's going to go just due to the, the policies that are, are going to be in place. What they haven't said, actually, in all this is how really they're going to stop any pesticides or chemicals on the plant. They haven't really discussed those things. And unlike Washington, they haven't discussed what happens when you have grown the plant and you have to keep track of it from, you know, from, they call it seed to sale. There's no, there's no, uh, comment on that yet from the government. So we're, that, that, those are the things that I'm interested in seeing as well, what they're going to do. I, I mean, we'll, we'll all be, you know, the entire U.S. industry is going to be watching as this rolls out with bated breath. Um, you know, I, the success of some of the Canadian companies who are already, you know, uh, working out in Europe and, and exporting, um, exporting cannabis i mean that's that's really you know one of the things when i talk to uh, you know growers here they say we would love to get involved with the with the european markets um so do you, are are you sort of looking at those markets as well uh, for, for your for, for cannabis wallet is is that a consideration that you're making as uh you know canadian cannabis companies are reaching out overseas um, yes, absolutely. I'm finding uh, I'm speaking to a lot of companies that are in Israel. Actually, they seem to be a little bit ahead of the market, and they like what uh, what opportunities we can provide with our mobile ad platform. So, yeah, we've been in talks with them for a while. So, so lastly, I want to talk. I want to talk to you a bit about some some advice for entrepreneurs, both as an entrepreneur yourself and, and somebody who. No, you know, as a, as a marketing guru. Um, so, so first let's start with, with what is your advice to cannabis companies who are sort of stuck without marketing options? What, what advice do you have for them? Well, not first, not to give up, keep hustling and network. You find good people, you work with good people, uh, you build relationships you know, um, you know, t now that we know each other, Tim, I'm going to tell everybody how great you are. You're going to tell everybody how great I am. 
you know, yeah, <laughs> this is how you network. So you're going to do that with uh, other businesses. You know, if I have an edible, a brownie edible, that's amazing. And I want it to work with, a, you know, I don't know, another product, you can put them together. Um, so our mobile wallet pass will let you do that. Um, as well, because you can go fluid from one pass to another um, and promote each other that way. So that I mean, that's that's a very interesting concept. In in you know, you don't really in a lot of industries you you don't hear you know you got to work with what could be your competitors in a way. Well, I don't see why not. Um, we actually have these passes being used by these three stores in New Jersey. Um, it's a one is a wine shop, one's a cheese shop, and one is um, is a, I think it's a deli. I can't remember, but they all work with one uh, one another. Like when you go to the cheese shop, they say come to the deli and match your your tastings, or go to the wine shop and you'll get twenty percent off if you go to the cheese shop across the, the street. So they work in promotion of each other using these passes. This is an actual example that's happening. So we, there's no reason why we can't take that and use it in the cannabis space. Well, and, that, and that's something that you're probably going to see a lot more of as, as uh, you know, as states start considering social new, social use uh, initiatives or, or programs. Um, you know, we're already, there's already reports of, uh, you know, tastings and pairings and that sort of thing in, in Colorado, which has a, you know, much, much more mature market than uh, the, the rest of the country. Um, and then what, what is your, as an entrepreneur yourself, um, what is your advice to, you know, other entrepreneurs, not just those who are wanting to get into the cannabis space, but also those wanting to get into the tech space? Uh, yeah, I stay up on trends. I'm constantly reading tech news. Um, you, also, I'm trying different things. I'm trying different ways of getting traffic. I'm trying different ways to promote ourselves. So there's a lot of trial and error when you deal with marketing tech. So um, finally, where can uh, listeners find out more about Cannabis Wallet? Yeah, absolutely. So they can, uh, we actually have an ebook. Uh, it's called Grow Your Business. It's on our site, cannabiswallet.net. They can just sign up and uh, we'll download it to you. And you can find out more details of how to use Cannabis Wallet. Well, Hazel, I want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come on the show. It's been very enlightening, especially for a Luddite such as myself. Um, so, you know, and and definitely uh, stay in touch with, uh, you know, with regard to, to Canada, because I'd love to get your insight as that as that market rolls out. Oh, absolutely. Yes, of course, we'll stay in touch about that. It's been a pleasure, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You can find more episodes of Gontrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section of Gontrepreneur.com and in the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily along with transcripts of this podcast. You can also download the Gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Sebastiano. I've been your host, T.G. Brandfault. <laughs>